0: Welcome to Off The Bench for Kubota diesel generators for serious backup power and first-choice liquor for all your liquor needs.
1: Yeah, welcome to Off The Bench. It's another huge, huge show ahead as we have arrived. The greatest time of the year if you're a sporting fan, uh, particularly if you're a league fan, it is, of course, finals time. and We've got four massive matches to look forward to, of course, this weekend and uh, so many talking points across all four of them as well. Uh, welcome to the program uh, for Kubota Diesel Generators for that serious backup power. And uh, I reckon these guys will be busy across the weekend as well. I'm referring to first choice liquor for all of your liquor needs. Benny Jones is my name. Great to have your company and let's get into it, and let's welcome this man, who I'm glad to say has uh, recovered, dusted himself off from Mad Monday celebrations. You weren't involved with the uh, Canterbury Bulldogs at any stage on, on Monday, were you, Scotty Sattler? Welcome to the program. Yeah, I was there incognito. <laughs> what you were we close? You had I your was clothes, on. With clothes on. Clothes <laughs> on. Yeah. Oh, yeah. we're going to talk. Didn't gi- <laughs> I didn't give the reporters
2: anything, the photographers anything
1: to report on. Yeah, we're going to talk about that a little later on in our great debate. But um, I suppose when we start with the news of the week and. Always so much happening in the build-up towards these finals. And unfortunately, uh, the attention of four great games of footy was taken away uh, initially at the start of the week with what happened on Monday with the Canterbury-Bankstown Bulldogs. Now, a fiasco, boys being boys, a bit of carry-on. Uh, but uh, you're, you've been there, Sats. You've been uh, in the spotlight, a uh, professional sports person who, as you would know, has to pour his heart and soul into pretty much a, what is a ten and a half month a year gig and that is getting your body right then performing through the season and then having an opportunity to let your hair down what's your take on it all is it as bad as it's been portrayed to be and um, you know what What do we do about it moving forward or is it just rinse wash repeat every 12 months with this sort of stuff
2: well I know that there's a lot of people Benny that are saying unfortunately the, um, the headlines that we woke up to on Tuesday morning have, have played a part in not us focusing on the finals but I think I think the finals fair enough I think it I think it takes precedence. I think it overlaps the uh, the negativity of what happened on that mad Monday that mad Mondays no different to a lot of mad Mondays um, minus the the grown men being naked around each other yeah. but in saying that um, yeah I, I suppose in this day and age uh, the debate is around the bulldogs yeah like you said one is it uh, have we gone? a little bit half-cocked half, half uh, with the suspension we're going to discuss a little bit later on, or um, or is it something as serious as that? And I, I think in this day and age we probably need to treat it uh, a little bit more serious seriously than um, than in the past because there's so much more at stake now. And, um, yeah, boys will be boys, but these aren't boys. These are grown men, yeah. and they should know that their responsibility and any of their actions are going to... Um, bring undue pressure on the, on the brand and the logo of the NRL. So uh, it's unfortunate. Um, the, I think the argument around this is what we'll talk about is there are other alternatives than what they did the other day mm. in public. so
1: Yeah, we will talk about that in a great debate. I want to ask you about that. What should they have done in hindsight? And hindsight is a wonderful thing. Unfortunately, we can't reach into the back pocket and utilise it when we need it most. But also the punishments that have been handed down uh, by the NRL uh, to the Bulldogs, whether you think they're uh, fair or maybe a touch on the extreme side. But let's talk about some actual footy and, and players that are likely to shape this final series. Uh, and and one young man who has uh, put in a fantastic season Uh, and when that happens you do gather the attention of a lot of rival clubs and uh, the man in question is Tavita Pangai who uh, we're hearing reports that's anywhere in the order of contracts valued around 3.2 million dollars from a a couple of Sydney clubs what are you hearing you've got your ear to the ground with this sort of stuff more often than not this is a this is a kid who's going to be highly sought after and I'm sure uh, Brisbane are going to be very keen to hold on to him
2: yeah Tavita Pengo jr of course who um, looked as though he was going to be picked for New South Wales on the bench in state of origin this year but um, but turned his uh, back against origin and, and went with his homeland of um of tonga and um, and has now become probably one of the most damaging forwards in the game alongside Jason talmalolo so uh, a player that um, you've got to look at the athleticism uh, the attributes that he's got the athletic attributes that he's got which which do resemble a Jason Taumalolo, and you can see why clubs are clamming over each other to try and get the services, because he is destructive, he's young. Most impressively, he's still very young, still another 10 years or 11 years in the game. Um, we're hearing Newcastle probably uh, second in line uh, to get his services. Mm. They've been pretty active over the last two seasons in, in trying to get um, key recruitments to their club because they need some younger players, younger, destructive players, uh, the Newcastle Knights, but uh, I'm hearing Tevita Pengo will stay at the Brisbane Broncos. Um, it'll all be based on Wayne Bennett uh, and what he does. Uh, he may even ask for a 12-month extension just to see what Bennett does at the end of next year, and, and it's probably not a bad move. Um, young players like to get security. Uh, older players like to give it even more security, but yeah, some players, if they want to test themselves and continue to challenge themselves um, year in year out, will sign one-year contracts with one-year extension just so they can keep themselves fresh, keep themselves hungry. Yeah. And also for Tevita Pangai Benny, it also it also maps out what is Wayne Bennett going to do because if Wayne Bennett's going to leave, who's played a huge part in you know my transition into the National Rugby League, well. Um, do I go to where he goes if, if they can fit me under mm. the salary cap? Yeah, there's so many questions to be asked, but I think Pengo Jr. will will play at the Broncos, and because he's still unsigned, it's not as if he's got another year to go. He's unsigned, and as of November one, yeah. new contracts commence. So um, I think he'll announce that uh, he'll stay at the Broncos because it's it's all about managers, Benny. He's got a manager at the moment that he wants to um he wants to wait till that deal um the deadline of that deal finishes, which will be October thirty first, and then he will sign with a new manager, and then announce who he's signing with. So ah,
3: gotcha. Yeah.
2: If that's what's happening. Yep. I I think that the deal has already been done at the Broncos with a handshake and a nod and a wink. Mm-hmm. And when the new manager comes into comes into play, that's when the um that's when the official contract will be signed.
1: Right there you go. Won't stop the uh, constant speculation in the meantime, but that's the world we live in. But uh, yeah, you're absolutely right, and the Broncos have. Done a pretty good job this season of shoring up some really young and exciting talent, and Tavita Pangai Jr., they'll be hoping the latest amongst that group. Now, this is a... Well, we could have had this in the great debate, no doubt, uh, Sats, and this is a, a topic with this question in isolation uh, tonight that uh, is close to your heart, and I'm referring to your former club, the Penrith Panthers. They've yep. uh, earned the right uh, to host a home final, in inverted commas, uh, their elimination final where... Uh, they will take on the Warriors. Should be a cracking contest on uh, on Saturday afternoon. But is it really a home final that they're getting? And should they have been given the right? Considering, if we take into uh, consideration that the Warriors, um, well, they're not an interstate side. They're an international side. They're coming across. So the need for a bigger stadium, maybe not quite there. Should this game have been played in Penrith, is my question to you, sats
2: Oh well, I know it's a, it's an argument that everyone is is throwing around, but um you know the rules state that if you are a Sydney-based club, which Penrith are, you have to play at the region the the major stadiums in your region, which is ANZ or Arleon Stadium. So they're the rules, and everyone knows the rules, and and then we want to then we want to buck the trend and say no, let's go back to a, a regional a regional ground like um like the Penrith Stadium. Now. You know, I anticipate at ANZ on Saturday Saturday night that there will be in excess of 35 to 40,000, and that's my optimistic yeah. hat on. I'm thinking that there are a lot of Kiwi fans, a lot of New Zealand fans who do live in the western parts of Sydney that want to attend this game. If it was at Penrith Stadium, you would get a sellout of 24 to 25,000 mm-hmm. people. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, 23 to 24,000 of them will be Penrith fans. Yep. Um, as much as I'd love it to see at Penrith Stadium, I'd love to see the home finals uh, be taken back to the, the regional home grounds. But Penrith, you've got to remember, they didn't finish in the top two or top three. So I don't think you deserve a home final at your home ground if you finish fifth or sixth. Okay. Um, so I, I think you need to take the ANZ Stadium. I like to have the bigger picture where not only New Zealand and Penrith fans, just rugby league fans in general get the opportunity to go and see a final they may not get to see at any other stadium. So I'm hoping there's closer to 40,000 if not more at ANZ Stadium which will basically get rid of the debate that it should Mm. have been at one of the regional grounds. We played the Warriors in the preliminary final, uh, which I think should be called the Grand Final Qualifier (laughs) the week before the Grand Final in 2003 Mm. against New Zealand Warriors at ANZ Stadium and we beat them on that day, 28-20, to, to go through the grand final. But the owner of the Warriors, Eric Watson, he made an announcement the week of the game saying that anyone with a New Zealand passport will get free tickets and he'll pay for them. Oh, wow. So <laughs> I think we had, yeah, yeah. I think there was that 50 or 60,000 uh, people at the game. It was an amazing atmosphere. Yeah. Um, I hope he comes out today and, and makes the does, same announcement. Does the same thing. <laughs> the problem is that, that all the Kiwis that did come to that game that day,
1: they never went back to New Zealand. They're still here. So. <laughs> all right, Renault's 120-year celebration sale is happening with Renault Traffic. From 31.990 drive away. Uh, we're going to take a quick break here on Off the Bench. Uh, still to come, or plenty in fact. Uh, we're going to have a look at the other three finals. Uh, also a great debate where we'll continue the conversation regarding the Canterbury-Bankstown Bulldogs and their little shenanigans earlier on in the week. Makita Power Player and plenty more. You are listening to Off the Bench with Benny Jones and Scotty Sattler. We'll be back right after this.
0: Off the bench for Kubota diesel generators and first choice liquor This is Off the Bench for first choice liquor and Kubota For serious backup power
1: Welcome back to Off the Bench. Uh, here with Scotty Sadler is myself, Benny Jones, and looking forward to what promises to be a bumper a couple of days of footy. NRL 2018 finals have arrived, and very soon, uh, myself and Sats, along with our Sports Day colleague through the week, Gary Belcher, are going to look at uh, the three other finals we're uh, yet to discuss. Uh, starting, of course, with Penrith taking on the Warriors uh, at ANZ Stadium. Now, uh, before we do that, we must thank Kubota, Kubota Diesel Generators for serious backup power and first choice liquor for all your liquor needs but uh yeah let's get into it uh in the form of an nrl update for 7-eleven
0: let's get an nrl update for 7-eleven tackle your lunchtime hunger at 7-eleven good call
1: Ah, it's a good call indeed. If you've ever seen a spider on the job, uh, you're probably going to jump three feet in the air, but this one will make you smile, not make you scared. A new slurpy spider, which is now available at 7-11, it is a good call. Uh, throughout the week, uh, we've been pouring an eye over these big, big finals for week one of the NRL 2018 season, and myself, Scotty Sattler, Gary Belcher, looked at uh, the three remaining matches, starting with the Panthers and Warriors, of course, the Roosters and Sharks, what a beauty that promises to be, and then then uh, Sunday's elimination final at Suncorp Stadium between the Broncos and the Dragons. So if you missed it through the week, uh, let's have a listen to where the boys think those games could be won and could be lost. ANZ Stadium on Saturday afternoon, it's the Penrith Panthers who finished fifth, and uh, courtesy of finishing in that position, they take on the Warriors who finished eight sats. In 2003,
2: we played the Warriors in the... Prelim final to qualify for the grand final. And Eric Watson, the then owner, oh, I think he still is. Yeah, he still is owner of the of the Warriors. He um, he offered anyone with a New Zealand passport free tickets to the game. Oh, wow. So there was about 60-odd yeah. thousand people at the game. It was amazing. <laughs> Penrith fans are great. Where did you play at? ANZ Stadium. Oh, cool. So they're far outweighed in yeah. numbers. Um, I expect this to be a huge crowd. And I hope it is at ANZ because it deserves it. A lot of Penrith supporters, a lot
3: of New Zealand and Kiwis. And yeah. And, um, and they're going well. They're going well. First time in the time western in, parts of Sydney. First time in the finals. And since James Maloney took them to the finals yep. back, what, oh, six, seven years 2000 ago? And, uh, 2011.
2: 11. Got beaten by Manly.
3: Mm, there you go. And, and Maloney could make a big difference. This Panthers side uh, has been very hit and miss. They they, uh, they came good um, last week, of course, against the Storm, a depleted Storm. But they've been so awful over the last five or six weeks. They're so lacking... Uh, looking anything but a finals team. But, yeah, James Maloney, I think he'll make a a big difference to them.
2: And even though he tops the NRL with the most missed tackles, 149 missed tackles for the season, which is just astronomical, Mm. Um, what he does do, Badge, on the back of what you just said about the success that he brings to the sides, yes, he may miss a lot of tackles, but everyone else around him garnishes so much confidence when he's on the field. And they defended that way. Even though they were down on numbers, Melbourne last week, the amount of possession they had, any side should have been able to put on more points. But they defended with real courage. They scrambled yep. well. They absorbed a lot of pressure. James Maloney offers that confidence.
3: We talk about the the the, um, the South Sydney forward pack getting him on the front foot. Well, it's very different at the Warriors. It's the back three: mm. two of Vassek, Fusa, Tua, Ken, Mamala. Some weapons There's there. Some big weapons there, and big men and strong, powerful, good running, good footwork. In the case of uh, two of us Shek. so. That's where you need to really be on the ball. You kick chase and, and your tactics around kicking the ball out or high kicks that they catch, it just as you're, you're turning up, you can't give them any room at the back.
2: Well, it's all about matchups, isn't it? So
3: my matchups are Sean
2: Johnson, Nathan Cleary, two completely different players. Nathan Cleary, good running game, but really structured and good kicking game. Where Johnson, who really plays like another sort of fullback, he just drifts around the field and mm. um, really classy. Other other one that sort of flies under the radar a little bit, Adam Blair, who I think's been outstanding for the Warriors this this year, up against the um, the serial killer James Fisher Harris. I <laughs> yeah. reckon that'll be great too. Absolute yeah. lunatics,
1: of course. Yeah, hey, uh, uh, and we come to there, game James... three of the opening weekend, and that uh, brings us to ANZ Stadium for the no, this is at uh, Allianz, isn't yeah. it? Of course, the Roosters yep. and the Sharks. Mm. Uh, my apologies. Uh, there we go. That Saturday is Saturday night. Of course, the minor premiers taking on the fourth placed Sharks. Boys. Couple of quick thoughts on this game. Where are we starting, Sats?
2: Matchups. Yeah. Tedesco versus Holmes is the most obvious one. Mouth watering. Oh, just the speed. Um, we always know Cronulla are one of those sides that are going to roll their sleeves up and they'll fight you in the trenches for as long as you want to fight them. Um, but Valentine Holmes, he he gives them that entertainment factor. He breaks away from the mould of of how Cronulla play. And you need one of those players in your side, Those genuine try scorers and. James Tedesco, who, you know, I, I think he's, he's had a great season, James Tedesco, but everyone everyone's talking about Val Holmes and, well, and Tommy Toboevich, but Tedesco's had a tremendous season has, for the Roosters. He has.
3: When, when they won the comp a couple of years ago, Benny Barber was on fire at yeah. the back for the, for the Sharks, and they really missed that last year, and now that Val Holmes is playing such good footy there, he's settled there, he's, uh, he's just absolutely on fire, and he's... Finding the try line, his uh, his try assists have been great. I, there's a there's a belief within that team that he's the he's the missing link that yep. they they needed last year that'll help them this year. It's really difficult to pick the winner in this one. I I just keep looking at the teams and going, wow, anything could happen because well, Matty Moreland has been in great touch the back half of the season, hasn't he? At five eight, since he's been guaranteed that he's going to be the 5'8", there. But then since Luke Keary's come back in for the Roosters, they've won they they've won a few in a row, haven't they? Yeah. The Chookies they've been They've been quite good, so it's um yeah, it's a difficult one. Is is Dylan Napa's absence going to be missed sorely, or they've got the the firepower backup that they well, need? I think
2: when Napa got suspended, Jared Burri Hargraves came straight back in. They're, they're pretty much tarnished with the same brush. Both aggressive, they both love confrontation. So does the guy that's on the other side and Paul Gallen. I can't wait for Paul Gallen up against Joe Maria Hargraves or Maria Hargraves up against Fafita. Mm. Um, Maria Hargraves has always been, you know, he's slowed down a little bit in his, the back half of his career, but he still just loves that intimidation. In fact, I, mm. another one I'm looking forward to also is the effect that Wade Graham will have on Cooper Cronk. Yep. Cooper Cronk knows that Wade Graham will be hunting him all game. He'll stalk him every time he passes or kicks the ball. Wade Graham will be within that vicinity as well. So. Hit him simultaneously. Yeah, slightly. absolutely. I know
1: no, it's an element you're going to bring uh, up a little later on in the program, so that's to more detail. But finishing as minor premiers, you talk about Cooper Cronk. He's a man who's experienced that. The expectation that goes with finishing top and then Finishing the job in the finals, he'll add some invaluable experience to that Roosters side who've who've been there in the past. Yeah,
2: well, I think you you got to use it to your advantage. Not think that everyone's coming to get you, but that yeah,
3: there's a reason we're here. You're actually at the top of the mountain. Yeah. But there is some expectation if he oh, comes first or second. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Stormer in the same predicament.
1: All right, so that's uh, game three of the weekend, and of course that brings us to Sunday and how good is this going to be at suncorp stadium bad some quarter of a century in fact since they met in a grand they won't meet in a grand final this year that can't happen no. but for the winner they survive to fight another day and for the loser it'll well, be a bit of soul look, searching
3: there's been a, a hell of a lot of um you know history between the clubs that they could talk about in big games and um, and I'll even, even go back to the start of the season these two teams kicked the year off i did too yeah and and benny hunt was probably was the star on the night we were down there at cogra Against the Broncos, they caught them by surprise, and they were outstanding. Brisbane's season has been a really slow build, mm. and and at times it looked like the wheels have come off. But their form of late is has them as as oh, favourites by a long way. They are they are looking very very good, and and the man we just spoke about, Ben Hunt, is the unfortunately he's the player under the mucker. He's got the, you know the biggest pay packet, and he's the game. He's the uh, the game manager or the game um, for he- potentially the game breaker for the for the dragons and uh, he's under the microscope. The scenes at Suncorp on Sunday will be absolutely amazing. If it's fine weather, we know the
2: dragons and the rabbits have probably got the the best travelling fans, but the dragons have actually got a Queensland supporters club. Whenever they play at the Cowboys, Gold Coast or Brisbane, um, they turn out in num- big numbers. Mm. Still tickets available, surprisingly enough. And I suppose that's because there had to be a quick turnaround, not knowing who was going to play um, home finals. And the Broncos getting one at the last moment. I, I think this will be close to a sellout on Sunday I'm afternoon. I'm going to be
3: there. I
1: can't wait We're calling this for, for NRL Nation. Yeah. You cannot wait. And, and this will officially be uh, Sam Thiday's last appearance at Suncorp. Because, yeah. of course, the Broncos can't play there again this season. So that in itself adds an extra emotional element.
2: Well, both he and Gareth Widdop, they finished in the top five try assists for the year. Hunting hit with up yeah, cool. Because the first half of the year, their forward pack was doing so much damage, just being really ruthless and arrogant about everything they did. But then they had this halves combination that were playing this free flowing, spontaneous style of rugby league. And mm. again, they've got to the back end of the season, they've frozen in the moment. So they need to get back to that if they're a chance against the big Broncos. Paul Vaughan's
3: missing. That's still going to hurt yeah, the Dragons, yeah. isn't it? <laughs>
1: So there you go, a look at this weekend's finals. Uh, Thanks to our wonderful friends at 7-Eleven. Freshly ground coffee is available for just $1 at your local 7-Eleven. Right now And Off the Bench,
0: let's do this. The Great Debate for Kubota. Diesel generators for serious backup power.
1: Yeah, that they are indeed. Kubota's diesel generators will provide reliable, constant backup power you need when you need it most. Uh, so it's great debate time. We spoke about it off the top of the program. Let's revisit it uh, with a different slant. Uh, the Canterbury Bankstown Bulldogs uh, ended their season last weekend, and as all sides will do, uh, let the hair down uh, over the weekend, and then continue that into what is now... Uh, known in the public as Mad Monday. They went a little over the top, to be fair, uh, and it was splashed all over the front pages of a couple of news publications on Tuesday. There's been a lot of debate, a lot of discussion about this through the week. The NRL have come down and slapped them with a $250,000 fine. The club Mm. themselves have imposed uh, about $40,000 worth of fines to the players who certainly uh, overstepped the mark. So, uh, two-part question. Is that fine from the NRL fair or unfair? And secondly, you've been involved in Mad Mondays and uh, a couple that probably (laughs) were less said. Best said, how should clubs be handling this better moving forward? Well, I'm glad there were no cameras around and... (laughs) Social media wasn't really a thing. Photographers
2: (laughs) didn't want to follow Mad Monday back when I was playing because I thought this was pretty tame, actually, to be quite honest. Uh, But we are in a new age, uh, and commercially, we just know that how much money is involved and how many stakeholders are involved in the game now. And every action is scrutinized um, and then magnified, and can play a huge part in in clubs and, and the game itself, losing. Um, losing a lot of sponsorship. We know that the Bulldogs have lost uh, a lot of sponsorship out of this uh, when they feel as though the club was brought into disrepute, uh, which is unfortunate. Now, I, I felt the fines that the club handed out were sufficient, um, and the reason why the NRL has handed out a fine of $250,000, Benny, is because it has been, or has been made public now that there were officials actually present. From the bulldogs um, at that mad Monday celebrations, and they will apparently front the board in the coming week as well those those officials that were yep. uh, that were present, one of those apparently coach Dean pay football manager as well so um, they should have been able to identify if if it is true that they were at that time uh, there when the shenanigans were uh, that we saw uh, plastered across our papers, if they were there at that time, they should have identified that something was unfolding, and they should have been able to lock it down there and then. Um, I can't believe I'm saying this, mm-hmm. but um, <laughs> I think... Uh, actually, I'll, I'll come to that a little bit later on because what I want to try and compare it to is the Mitchell Pearce fine a couple of years ago yep. when, of course, he was filmed in a private residence. Uh, he was filmed um, illegally as well. It's illegal in New South Wales to film someone without consent unless a crime has been committed, and, and then that was made public. Mm. He was fined $125,000 and suspended for eight games by the National Rugby League. Yep. Um, I thought that was ridiculous. Um, and when you look at this as a, a whole club, because unfortunately the the players that were suspended, they represent the whole playing group, and you're guilty by association, I suppose, um, is that uh, you look at the $250,000 um, fine and you think if it was one person like Mitchell Pearce as opposed to a whole club, the fine probably should have been greater if yeah. you wanted to compare it. But I thought yeah, I thought the fine of Mitchell Pearce was ridiculous. Um, this fine of $250,000 um yeah probably a little bit steep uh but the the fines will go up as the grants become greater as well as yeah. as the NRL starts giving the clubs more money um but what I would have done I would have fined them $50,000 and I would have uh, suspended the other 200,000 yep. um and this is what I was just alluding to earlier on I I can't believe I'm going to say this but you know you try and compare it to what you want to do in business or your family if you need to protect something what do you do you put don't you put mechanisms in place to protect Whatever is important, and so yeah, each club is very important to the brand of the National Rugby League. So oh, I can't believe it's <laughs> like drinking drinking acid, but I think <laughs> I think the NRL need to start putting um, first and foremost the clubs need to report uh, prior to their season f- uh, finishing uh, what their plans are mm-hmm. around their Mad Monday celebrations because we know it's going to happen. You, you can't you can't tell clubs that it's not going to happen no. because it'll happen no matter what. Yeah at a private residence, whatever it may be. So I think you know, they all need to start putting their own mechanisms in place around actually protecting their brand, protecting their image, and putting standard offices in place at each of these um, each of these venues, just in, just involving themselves in the day, obviously not from an alcohol point of view, but um, just being able to shut down any potential uh, circumstances that is going to harm the club, harm the brand, yeah. whatever it is yeah. publicly. I yeah. mean, I've been at clubs where we've had Mad Monday, Benny, and we've done it. We've done it in um, you know, wiser heads have have prevailed and have mm. put everyone in a closed room, closed environment, officials present that aren't inducing alcohol and. Um, and no one knows anything different. So yeah. I've never got naked on a Mad Monday, but I know that <laughs> you think you that know I that. can't understand. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think I know. Yeah, I think it's... I never got
1: naked. <laughs> it, it, look, I don't mind your line of thinking. It does remind me somewhat eerily of I think my first house party I had when I was sixteen, and I think I had to write a list to my mum and dad of exactly who was coming, <laughs> how many drinks were going to be consumed, who'd be monitoring the drinks. So it's a bit like that. But I think these day and ages you've referred to with these players that are so finely tuned, they don't really drink much through the season. They get this chance to let their hair down and some of them just can't simply handle it. So that's when these type of events can unfold. Well, you've got to
2: also remember, Benny, that you've got a lot of players that, you know, and I don't I don't play the tune that you know, they've worked really hard for 10 months so that they deserve yeah. to let their hair down. There are people that work harder than rugby league players oh, day course, in, day yeah. out, 12 months of the year and, um, and yes, they go and let their hair down on a number of occasions and it's never plastered across the papers. Yeah. but
1: yep. you
2: know, they're not seen as role models but um, you know, I I just think um, there are other alternatives anyway. There's other mm-hmm. alternatives that they could have played out the other day. The the bulldogs, yeah. that unfortunately, that um, and they gave the media a reason to report on a negative when it could have been a positive. Of players just turning up in fancy dress, whatever it may be, then mm. they get their shots and and they move on. There are some clubs that invite the. Meteorite. like
1: the journos yep. into the first hour of celebrations just so they get their yeah. photos and then they can get on their bikes. <laughs> exactly right. Well, expensive day on the drink. $250,000 worth of drinks, in fact, for the Canterbury-Bankstown Bulldogs uh, on Monday. But... I have a sneaking suspicion, uh, even though it's made up our great debate for today's show, it won't be the last time this gets spoken about. In fact, you could probably bookmark it for 12 months from today. (laughs) Kubota diesel generators for serious backup power. As we head to the break here on Off the Bench, here's Paddy Dangerfield. Uh, He'll be hoping his Mad Monday is still a few weeks away, of course, performing with the mighty Geelong Cats. But he's here with us with a fishing tip for Anaconda. Anaconda, play more, pay less.
4: Patrick Dangerfield here with another boating tip for Anaconda. Play more, pay less. Regular maintenance checks are essential for trouble-free boating. Unlike on land, there isn't always someone to flag down out on the water. Check the boat and make sure everything is ready to go. Batteries charged, the boat has plenty of fuel, there's plenty of fresh water on board, and the bungs are in. It's always a better trip when everything's organised and stress-free. This has been another boating tip for Anaconda, your one-stop Father's Day shop.
1: Paddy Dangerfield there, uh, thanks to Anaconda, who are your one-stop shop for all the gear this snapper season. We're going to take a very quick break here on Off the Bench. Winner return, Sats is going to nominate for us a Makita Power Player of the Week.
0: Off the Bench for Kubota diesel generators and first-choice liquor. This is Off the Bench for first-choice liquor and Kubota for serious backup power.
1: Oh, yeah, it is mighty serious. Backup power, Kubota and First Choice Liquor have got all your liquor needs this final series taken care of. Uh, Right now on Off the Bench, it is time for... The Makita Power Player for Makita's cordless power guard range. Oh, and their massive redemption sale, if you don't mind. Grab yourself free Makita gear. Visit makita.com dot au for all the details and uh, coming up shortly a few of their uh, amazing deals on offer i'll uh give you a little sneak peek to those but before we do that sats you're going to nominate a pretty clear-cut uh, selection for this week's makita power Player who you got no oh, it's got to be johnny millman hasn't yeah, it the brisbane boy
2: an amazing and courageous effort from from johnny millman not only that um although he's knocked out by, uh, by Djokovic in the in the next round in, in straight sets, you know it's, it's really hard to get yourself up emotionally after mm. such a, mm-hmm. uh, a big moment. But I, I saw him being interviewed on the Today Show. Uh, I think it was Thursday, I think it was, and um, he was really humble. He was genuine. Carl uh, Stefanovic said to him, yeah, you've got to get back on the horse now. You've got some tournaments. Then you've got Australia, the Australian Open in January. And he said, no, no, no. He said, I've got the Davis Cup. I can't yeah. wait yeah. to play in the Davis Cup. and to hear that from a guy that is so passionate about his country um, and yeah, in men's tennis we need some really good role models at the moment there's him and young Diminu, who's, who's um, flying the flag great when we've relied on those two imbeciles in, in yeah. Bernard Tomic and Nick we for the last few years but yeah um, yeah great work Johnny Millman just so
1: courageous absolutely uh, he'll uh, go to a career high ranking currently it sits at 55 but after his performance at the US Open uh, he uh, he will certainly improve on that well done to John Millman great story on the back of Alex Diminor Jason Kubler earlier on in the tournament Ash Barty went okay as well some good times ahead for uh, Australian tennis uh, Makita and their massive redemption sale Makita when power means business and you can get serious with Makita's unbeatable deals grab yourself a free Makita cordless turbo blower worth two $299 when you buy selected cordless lawnmower and line trimmer kits. Offer is via their online redemption. Go to makita.com.au for details. Makita, when power means business. Uh, Right now on Off the Bench, let's do this.
0: The driver's seat preview for Kubota skid steers. Power at your fingertips.
1: Yeah, let's get into this ahead of the big show on Sunday. Next weekend is the Sandown 500 and the V8 supercar season heads into the endurance portion after peaking at the right moment at both the Sydney Supernight and at Talon Bend. Reigning champion Jamie Wincup chatted to us about his preparation for the Enduros. For Kubota Construction Equipment, Delivering Power and Performance, speak to your Kubota dealer. Let's take a listen. Well, you've got a bloody good record at Sandown. Six wins, 13 podiums, and
2: you seem to do extremely well in qualities there. You have seven poles, but compared to Bathurst and the Gold Coast, I know that Sandown's a much different track with the horse racing track around it. how much Do you, do you have to do any different sort of preparation going into Sandown?
4: Uh, no, we don't. No, it's a standalone event. Um, a few people like to call it the Bathurst warm-up but it's far from that it's it's a it's in an iconic place with unbelievable history and everyone on that weekend wants to wants to get that standing of 500 crown, so now we, we go there we prepare as well as we can like we do for every event um, but yeah you know I've, I've had a great run there but that doesn't guarantee anything we're, we're gonna have to go down there and work hard over the weekend and Um, If I'm sure if we work hard, then we'll, um, you know, we should be as good a chance as anyone to stand on the top step.
1: It's funny because everyone, all the
2: press this year has just been about, you know, the battle of the Kiwis. How's SVG and Scotty going to go head to head? But you're actually third in the championship at the moment and you're coming up to the Enduros, a lot of points up for grabs. You're only 362 points behind SVG. Is that on the back of your mind just when you think of with the Enduros coming up, all these high amount of points that you could... A mass over the that portion of the season. Does it? Is there a little bit of there that thinks, you know what, let's have a crack?
4: No, not really. We don't. We don't focus on the championship at this stage. We're just trying to get out there and be competitive and, and win races, basically. Three hundred and sixty is a long way. That's. that's I'm not. Uh, I'd like to be much closer this time of year, but it is what it is. As you say, there's there's a lot of points up for grabs these next three rounds, so. We'll just do what we can and see where we, are, see, where we are, see where it all flashes out.
1: So another big show this week. Current Bathurst champion David Reynolds returns to the program. We celebrate Steve Johnson's birthday by winding the clock back and looking at his first ever race win back at the 2001. Canberra 400. That's all coming up this week on the show. Sunday, in fact, the driver's seat for Kubota's M71 which has the size and power you need. Speak to your Kubota dealer. Take a quick break here on Off The Bench. When we return, we're going to find ourselves a high-pressure moment player, thanks to Gurney and also Sat's tips for week one
0: of these NRL finals. This is Off The Bench for First Choice Liquor and Kubota for serious backup power.
1: Yeah, welcome back to Off The Bench. Uh, We are here thanks to the wonderful support of Kubota. Kubota diesel generators providing reliable, constant backup power you need when you need it most, and first-choice liquor who have all of your liquor needs sorted. Benny Jones, former Premiership-winning star at the Penrith Panthers, Scotty Sattler, uh, here with you. I hope you're enjoying the program. And uh, a new addition for this final series, Sats, thanks to Gurney High Pressure Cleaners, available at Bunnings Warehouse. Gurney gets the job done. We're talking high-pressure moments. And we're talking players that will stand up when the pressure is at its highest. Who have you nominated this week,
2: Greg Inglis? Mm-hmm. I just think um, the influence he had in 2014 when they won the competition was uh, was amazing. He left that trademark uh, Gowana try celebration every time he scored, and that was the last try in that grand final. It just, it was just. It was like karma took over and that he had to score that last try it yep. was um, great to see and, and this year at what is he now he's 30, 31. 31 years of age looking to extend his career for another 4 years um and playing the centers obviously will will allow him to play a lot longer than normal when that were playing at fullback um but in saying that come finals time he gets that steely glaze he gets that that strut that he's got at 6 foot 4 when he he looks like he's indestructible um he came back from that broken thumb injury, and, and looked, looked like he'd lost another two or three kilos. He just looks really streamlined and fit. As you get older, Benny, you always, I always felt as though from about the age of 29 onwards you want to lose probably a kilo from your normal playing weight. And uh, he looks as though that he's mapping down that track as well. He's lost eight kilos since the start of the season, what he started the season out at. Now, I've got to remember he, left, he missed last year because of that knee injury. So... Um, I, I just can't wait to watch them in finals rugby league. Uh, if they play to their potential, the, the Rabbitohs, they win the competition by the length of the straight, I think.
1: Yeah, there you go. Uh, Gurney High Pressure cleaners is available at Bunnings Warehouse. Greg Inglis is our Gurney High Pressure Moment player. Great stuff there, Sats. Just before we wind up here on Off the Bench, let's do this.
0: It's time for Scotty's Tips for Big Four Holiday Parks. Book your next great Australian break at bigfour.com.au.
1: Alright, let's look at uh, the three matches uh, Starting from Saturday, of course uh, The double header followed up by Sunday's elimination final We'll do this thanks to uh, Big Four Our wonderful friends, Big Four, of course Book a great Aussie escape at bigfour.com.au Forward slash great Aussie escapes Want to start with your old side sats The Panthers taking on the Warriors Winner take all, loser goes oh. home And starts planning for 2019 uh, Head heart here, mate? Or is it a combination of oh. both? I don't know, Benny. Like,
2: <laughs> a bit of both. I think this Warriors side are really dangerous in the finals. Um, they're a different Warriors side. A lot more composed in the big moments, which is really dangerous. It's something the Warriors have never been able to find. Panthers, I think, are going a little bit underdone. Can't really make up who their hooker is. Um, yeah, I'm going to say the Warriors, Benny. I, I say that I say that not too confidently, but and I hate saying it also, but I think the mm. Warriors.
1: All right. Uh, well, what a game this will be. The Roosters, the minor premiers taking on uh, one of the form sides of the competition in the Cronulla Sharks. Uh, the way they sort of rounded out their regular season was pretty impressive. The Roosters, that's a bit of a theory on them that they're not quite going on all cylinders, but maybe timing their run.
2: No, I don't know whether they're timing their run, Being, I think we're, we're all fooled to thinking that the Roosters are flying at the moment. Um, Roosters actually can't. They can't fly, can they? But anyway, um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, they're winning the minor premiership. They beat Parramatta by 40 in the last round when you and I could put a team together at the moment to beat mm. the Parramatta Eels. They're just a, a debacle. And then they lost the two games p- prior to that with by the Broncos, quite convincingly, 22-8. Then they lost a tight game to the Canberra Raiders as well. So they're not going in with great form. Again, like the Warriors, I think, uh, like the Storm, I should say, they're very underdone. This Shark side, they play finals rugby league every week. Some may think they peak too early, but, you know, I... I just think they've got these battle-hardened warriors, these these outside backs led by Valentine Holmes that can score tries from any length of the field. Um, if I had to pick two grand finalists right now, I think it's the Sharks up against the Rabbits. That's how good yeah. I think the Sharks are. So I think the Sharks beat the Roosters.
1: OK, and then the final game, of course, uh, and this one should be an absolute pearler because Suncorp, on a Sunday afternoon, uh, they will be swinging from the rafters, the Brisbane fans, uh, the last game uh, of Sam Thayday's career at that particular venue. They take on the Dragons, who, again, have fallen away significantly in the back half of the season, but again, I'm not sure you subscribe to the theory that finals are a whole new ballgame, Sats, but do you give them a chance, any chance in George Lawarra, in knocking over Brisbane on their home patch?
2: Absolutely. i give anyone a chance in finals footy. I think this season has proven to every uh, wannabe tipster that it's impossible to pick a winner. Um, this Dragons side are going up against it. Uh, ben Hunt, I, I don't think he likes the big moments and big games. Uh, um, and that's not, just not on the back of the 2015 grand final. I think there's been a number of occasions where he's frozen in the moment. Um, but in saying that, this Dragons side with Gareth Witte back, um, if they're forward back... Ford pack can find that uh, that ruthlessness they had it in the first half of the season they can beat the Broncos which they did in round one this year, they did it quite convincingly actually The great scenes at Suncorp big Dragons supported contingent mm-hmm. in uh, in southeast Queensland that will get to the game, it'll be a sell out um, I think the Broncos although they can score a lot of points can concede a lot of points also but I just think they'll have too many points for the Dragons Benny
1: all right, there you go. Big Four book now. Big Four dot com dot au. Uh, Sats tips for week one of the finals you proven finals performer, Sats. And I reckon that your last few shows in the regular season were pretty poor, if I'm being honest, but I think you were just timing your run because you know that this is the business oh, really? end of the season. Okay. Yeah, no, just a little yeah. bit of positive feedback. We, I thought you really stood up tonight uh, for week one. I, I actually don't see what is anything positive about that at all. <laughs> Fair enough. <So. laughs> we'll talk about this off here. Hey, this has been Off the Bench for Kubota and First Choice Liquor for There'll all no your liquor <laughs> Exactly. We'll catch you same time next week, Sats, uh, and enjoy the weekend, mate. should be an absolute belter. See you guys.